Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode. Are you still searching for that once-in-a-lifetime financial breakthrough? Has your financial position caused you to become green with envy? Go Schroeder Financial! At Schroeder Financial, financial security means turning eight figures into seven. Because that's the lucky number. Established in 2013 and located in Boston, USA, Schroeder Financial believes that the only safe bet is on yourself. Who needs 84 million over four years when you can get nearly six million in one? We see the same value in you that you see in yourself even if other teams don't. Let your Christmases come at once with our Noel package. Involve family with the Cousins deal. And now, running out of our new Miami offices, why not try our Oladipo package where you can turn 25 million into a staggering tenth of that figure? Call Schroeder Financial. Schroeder Financial, for when a sure thing isn't nearly good enough. I'm gonna start off with something that I really hate noticing, which is these YouTube shorts. Okay. I often talk about how much I hate them. Just these little 20, 30 second clips that have kind of embedded themselves into YouTube. But I did see a really interesting one. So it's about Kobe Bryant. Now in it, they were talking about how Kobe Bryant had done all of his pre-draft workouts. And the Clippers had actually said to him, that is the best workout we have ever experienced. We can't draft you though. And Kobe's like, why not? They said, well, look, we're trying to rebuild our organization and our image. You're 17. We can't be seen drafting a 17-year-old and expect to be taken seriously. Kobe's like, well, okay, not, not, not a great excuse, but all right. And so basically the, the story goes that they didn't draft him. And who did they take? Lorenz and Wright. Oh, was that the same draft? That was the same draft. Oh, yeah, about 96. Yeah, yep. there you go. So, and apparently um, West said that it was the best workout he'd seen too, which is why the Lakers took him. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to put a bit of this into perspective. So Kobe outscored Lorenzen Wright in his career by 27 and a half thousand <laughs> points. <laughs> but it gets uh, worse. So the, the New Jersey Nets took Kerry Kittles afterwards. Fair enough. He yeah, he had a good career. Really great college career and a pretty decent pro career as yeah, well. Yeah, went to a couple of finals. But the next four players, Samaki Walker, Ooh. Eric Dampier, yeah. Todd Fuller mm. and Vitaly Potapenko. Oh, lots of bigs. So Yeah, exactly. This is when the league was full of bigs. So, again, to kind of summarise this, Dampier, pretty solid. Only averaged double figures twice in his entire career. Was he on that Dallas championship team? Uh, yes, I believe. Was he? He was. He played for them around that definitely time. He played, might have grabbed a championship. Definitely played in the finals. I don't know if he yeah. played. Yeah. Uh, then you had Samaki Walker, who was an NBA champion in 2002 with the Lakers. Well, yeah, he's on Kobe's team. Exactly. But if you take a span of three consecutive years in Kobe's career, he scores more points in those three years than Walker did in his entire career. Mm. So not a great stat. Mm. Todd Fuller was a steaming pile of shit. He lasted about five years in the yeah, league. Yeah. And again, Kobe had 17 individual seasons where he scored more than Fuller's entire career. Yeah, crazy. And Vitaly Potapenko averaged double figures once. And the Clippers have still never made the NBA Finals. Yeah. So really, really crazy. Well, they hadn't even made the conference finals until this season, mm. let alone NBA Finals. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And with no Kawhi Leonard for most of the season, they'll struggle this year as well. I can kind of understand otherwise why you would be reluctant to draft a high school player. But in the previous year's draft was KG. And he was excellent. So the standard had kind of been set. I mean, I know I remember the Pacers took Jonathan Bender and I really liked him, but he turned into nothing as well. Yeah, there have been a lot of those guys. Yeah, Kwame Brown Brown is the obvious one because he was number one. But yeah. But it's, yeah, 
it's a it's a, it's a pretty damning story for the Clippers. Yeah, yet was, another one. Elgin Baylor would have been their GM, I believe. The Clippers back then. Yeah, probably would have been. Around yeah, time, actually. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. How's this? So you mentioned last week that Lionel Messi had gone to Paris Saint Germain. They've already sold $140 million in shirts since then. The interesting part, with a 5% royalty on the Jordan brand, Michael Jordan has already made $7 million personally from those messy jersey sales. And that's more than he earned in 13 of his 15 NBA seasons. Jesus, that is ridiculous. How's that? I've always said these jerseys are way too expensive. Oh, yeah, well, you know better than anyone. I do. I do. <laughs> the Imelda Marcos of uh, jersey collection. <laughs> <laughs> if there could be such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, true. I wanted to finish on some trivia without notice. Ooh, so shit. at the quiz that I MC on a Monday night, we actually had a great question about the three highest valued sporting teams as of last year, according to Forbes magazine. Do you want to have a crack? I would have thought the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, number one, 5.7 billion. For some reason, I still think the Knicks would be in there. Yes, very good. Third place, 5 billion. Hang on, is this just in America or international? Well, it is international. It is international, but funnily enough, they are all American teams. Yep. It can't be as simple as the Lakers, sure. Well, it's funny you say, I'm glad you got it wrong so I can use the uh, the good sound effect. And so it doesn't look like I cheated as well. I was very surprised it wasn't the Lakers, but it's not the Lakers. Hmm. The Anaheim Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Living off the Amelia West of those royalties. No. You want one more shot? Oh, God. Wrong sport. <sighs> Oh, the Yankees. The Yankees. Third place, 5.25. Oh, that is so obvious. But how's this? The Dallas Cowboys haven't been really relevant for 25 years. And the Knicks, when was the last time they won a championship? 71? So... And the Yankees are shit right now as well. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees have been far more successful in the last 20 years. But yeah, so there you go. Mm, Good question. So, Nath, big day in the NBA. The schedule has been released. Yes, yes. And the Christmas schedule dropped like within hours of our last recording as well. And look, there's, you can never record at a perfect time because there's always news, isn't there? Absolutely. What do you reckon? The Christmas schedule, I'll start with. I'm not 100% on it, if I'm honest. Last Christmas wasn't great either, was it? I mean, on paper, they look like good games, but none of them turned out to be very good. So I think they've got the right teams this year. I think they've got the order wrong. Okay. So we've got Atlanta at New York. Rematch of the round one. Boston at Milwaukee. Two powerhouses in the East. Golden State at Phoenix. Yep, another two powerhouses this time in the West. Brooklyn at LA. The matchup most people think will be the finals. And Dallas at Utah. Two very good West teams as well. Utah even better this season, I think. So this is what I mean. It's not bad. I like the start of Atlanta and the Knicks. I love that. And I like the Dallas-Utah to finish it off. But I think the other three games, they could have mixed it up and had the Bucks and the Suns. That would make obvious, yeah. Yep. Obviously, the rematch yeah. of the finals. Yeah. Then you've got Boston and LA. Again, that one makes a lot of sense. I, I like the LA versus Brooklyn one, though. But you have another idea. Well, the wrinkle of Dennis Schroeder. Go Schroeder Financial. Yes. <laughs> yes. But no, Boston yes. and LA is the matchup of, oh, of, all, course. of all, yeah. all time. Yeah. And then Brooklyn and Golden State. Kevin Durant potentially returning. Oh, yeah, that's a very good matchup. Yeah. Returning to Golden State. On Christmas Day. Yes, yes. 
And apparently, by the way, him leaving is all Steve Kerr and Bob Myers' fault. That's everyone's fault. Except Everyone, yeah, and Draymond's, yeah. <laughs> but get this, the Bucks are not playing the Phoenix Suns until February. Yeah, and into conference games, they only play each other twice. So it, it would have been good to see one early in the season, early. one late in the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes no sense. There are some that are really jumping out to me in the early days. I'll, I'll kind of get your thoughts on these ones. So opening night. Bucks and Nets, Lakers, Warriors. Brilliant. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Absolutely perfect. Great way to start. There's a couple of crackers the second night. So the Nuggets and the Suns. Yep. Nuggets will be wanting to exact revenge in their playoff matchup. And one that I did not think I would ever talk about, Chicago at Detroit. Ah, well, yes. Whenever our new draft class comes in, it brings intrigue. Cade Cunningham's first game and obviously yep. the new look balls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, yep. Avery Bradley, and of course, Alex Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> and then the following night from that, we've got the Hawks and Mavs. So the Luca Trae Young. Yeah, of course, that up. connection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the Bucks and Heat. And the Heat will be much improved next season too. And they were no slouches this season. So yeah, absolutely. Very, very interesting. Probably the big surprise, no opening night or Christmas for the Pelicans. And yeah, Taylor. yeah, that is a bit surprising. So it almost seems like Zion's kind of being buried already. But look, if that's the worst thing that we have to deal with is slightly out of order matchups <laughs> that are still going to be incredibly juicy. It's a nice fair. thing to win. It's about. a very, very yeah. big, big first world problem. Yes, indeed. Now, from the NBA to the NBL, a couple of things we've got to talk about. Well, I think the Wildcats finally have a head coach. Can we start with that? We do. The funny thing is, his name is Scott Morrison. Unfortunately, we already have a ScoMo in Australia. So he'll be coach Scott Morrison. How about Coscomo to be sung to the tune of the Beach Boys? Hmm. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you down to Coscomo. Well, more like uh, Melbourne United, South East Melbourne, Phoenix. <laughs> oh, Jack Jumper. <laughs> I don't know. Talk about some of the range. Albury, Wodonga, <laughs> Mount Isa. Ooh, you're, I want You're turning it into I've been everywhere, man. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, look, this is good. And one of the other things that you mentioned on our little messenger that we have revolves around a certain Brisbane Bullets. Ah, well, apparently, now I haven't done my research on this, but apparently he's, uh, Vic Law has unfollowed the Bullets on Instagram and followed the Wildcats on Instagram. There's been no official word, but if that's true... That's, no, not even if. We know. That's a three-year contract. <laughs> Lock it in. That would be the best backcourt in the league, I think. It would be pretty damn good. Assuming, I mean, we don't know. Some of the new imports will be unknown commodities, but, geez, that will be very hard to top. Well, until Adelaide signed Damian Lillard. They, they need some bigs, though, the Wildcats. Yeah. Bloody hell. But, look, he sounds like a good coach. So Sam Mayakop tweeted about this today. Heck of a hire by Perth. One of the best G League coaches I've seen guiding those super versatile Red Claws teams and moved up quickly to the front of the Celtics bench with Stevens. Perth is no picnic, but the Mills-Morrison GM coach combination is a good way to start. To which Liam Santamaria said, a notable vote of confidence from Sam who has previously provided international scouting services for the NBL teams. That's a So that's a good sign. And of course... He'll have connections too. So there'll be fringe summer league guys that they'll look at for import spots. We could get Taco Fall. <laughs> no, he's in the NBA, Stewie. We could get Taco Fall. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. That would be, oh, that'd be so good. Another big signing we do know is Melbourne United getting Caleb Agada, the Nigerian. Ah. So they'll be stacked once again. They will be stacked. Yeah, but no Jock Landau. No, that's true. That's true. Who's so, officially signed with the Spurs, as we mentioned so last week. A big hole. It is, but they'll still be bloody good. Oh, they will be. Yeah. They will be. 
Now, we do have to very quickly address the free-to-air deal that the NBL has signed. Yes, indeed. Yes. Absolutely massive. So they've signed a three-year partnership to broadcast two games live every Sunday on 10 Play and 10 Peach. Yes. I freaking hate that channel. Yeah, I know. I just hate it. Yeah, yeah. And then all the other games are still going to be live on Foxtel and KO Sports as well. Get this, the audiences have actually grown 72% in the last seven years. Well, it's amazing you say that because I was really surprised they signed the deal at the time they did. Because it was before the medals had happened in the Olympics. Can you imagine if the Boomers had won a gold medal? The rights would have gone up for sure. And even with winning the bronze medal, I think it will help in the game's popularity. But Stewie, it actually feels like a little bit of a step back because we got more games on Viceland. We had live games Friday, Saturday and Sunday on Viceland and you could watch them all on demand as well the whole season. It's kind of lost on me because I watch everything on KO. Okay, so, uh, fair enough. So yeah. I, I didn't really notice that, but uh, that's, that's okay. That's how I scouted Josh Giddy. I watched a lot of the games on Viceland On Demand, SBS On Demand. Well, that is an interesting point of view. I hadn't thought about that. So. And obviously, Channel 10 holding the basketball rights is really important in our growing up because when in our formative years, Channel 10 was the channel. And we have good memories of... You know, in Melbourne, the Quartermain Templeton Gossage combination, for example. Even the Bill Woods and, and Steve of course, Carfino. that's where I was going next. Billy Woods and Steve Carfino and Saturday and Sunday basketball, NBA action, all those great old documentaries of Lakers versus Celtics and all that sort of stuff. But there are some schools of thought that say that Channel 10 was kind of the beginning of the end and it was where basketball went to die mm. because the games were on replay, there was less and less live games. And we know what happened. The game was in the wilderness there for a few years where there was no free-to-air partnership. And even the Foxtel partnership wasn't that great for a couple of seasons. So I don't know how I feel about this. And of course, Channel 10 also pumped a lot of money into the A-League as well. Well, now I feel like I'm the NBL trying to sell it and come, come across <laughs> that it's a this great deal when it actually really isn't. I'm not convinced that it is. I mean, it's okay. not terrible, well, but its I don't know if it's great. Great is a strong word. Well, I think everyone needs to pay the money and get KO Sports. It yeah, is, well, it is worth it. Maybe it is worth it. Thanks for listening to this Sport Blokes segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sport Blokes?